Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a, what is it, a Wednesday morning? A Wednesday morning. Oh, it just reminds me. Yeah, I already looked. Oh, man. You want to know how I know you've been on vacation? Oh, man. (laughs) Yesterday was weirdly busy. (laughs) Weirdly busy. Uh, There's no Facebook post. Well, as a, I mean, we could moment, pull one up and be there for an hour. There's no Facebook post for what chapter <laughs> Wednesday today. That's my fault. I was uh, had some extra duties at work yesterday. At, uh, listen, there's no excuses though. There's no excuses. That's my fault. That's my job. It is uh, yeah. not up. So we're you know you could just ask your phone to give you a reminder every week. I, I should. I used to have that actually. I don't know why it isn't coming up anymore. That's probably the problem. Uh, so that chaps my hide, uh, and probably yours too. So we'll be, uh, largely on the text line today. Uh, I'll throw up a post here if, if you want a spot on Facebook to tell us what chaps your hide, uh, right after the segment. But, uh, either way, it doesn't change anything about the segment. It's still your time to, uh, get it off your chest. Tell us what's bugging you, what's driving you nuts. I don't know. It might have, you know what? It may be for the better, guys, if you think about it, because, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing I love more than when what chaps your eye becomes all about national hot button political issues. <laughs> and yep. we may have, honestly, we may have dodged that bullet, uh, perhaps with the, uh, maybe it was meant to be, maybe it was some sort of divine providence and the texters are going to get us back to the world that we live in, which is drive throughs that don't work like they should traffic lights that don't work like they should. Uh, you know, that, those people who don't know how to use gas pumps, that kind of stuff, the, the heart and soul, the real, the real true red meat of what chaps your hide Wednesday. Run arounds and rounded rounds. Round and rounds and run arounds and bags that people can't open and all those things. Who's making money on these roundabouts? That's what we need to I had an experience behind someone at a round around or round about whatever you want to yes, call it. Yes. The other day. Uh coming up, I was the second vehicle coming up. There was a car coming from the opposite direction. This was one of the four-way roundabout. You know, you can go four different uh-huh. directions. They were coming the opposite direction. So the car in front of me got up to the roundabout and stopped and waited until that car <laughs> went through. Came in, yeah. yeah. And went on the roundabout. By that time, there was another car coming. They waited for that one to go around. <laughs> oh, it's, third just, one, it's just being third polite. One, it's just being polite. Third one came out. And then came straight through. So we waited until there was no cars approaching the roundabout before they went through. Uh, it's just like the person I encountered yesterday on my way to work in the afternoon where I was in the residential area by our office. And uh, I had a I had a stop sign and the other the other person did not in a residential area. And uh, they're oh, no. they were on more of an arterial. And I pulled up to stop at the stop sign while they were waiting I appropriately stopped, and then they stood there and looked at me, uh, sat there and looked at me like I was an idiot, and eventually waved me through, and I went through the stop sign, and they said, why don't you exercise your right of way? You have it. <laughs> why? And and so I did it, but 
Probably maybe the same person. I don't know. Just an overly polite, polite driver. Megan doesn't like when I'm driving and we're all in the vehicle coming into a roundabout because I know people are going to be apprehensive getting into it. So I'm probably a little overly aggressive getting into the roundabout. Oh, so like, am I. <laughs> I. I know everyone's just going to be like, oh, I got to wait. And then there's going to be a gap. I'm like, nah, looks like we can fit. We're going. Oh, and having been in Iowa last week, I got my uh, your four-way, my stop, four-way fix. stop fix. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those things are the worst. Dumbest places. There are two Dumbest things you places. can count what? on if you go to Iowa. You got mobile sports betting and four-way stops. Four-way stops, and so many of them, like, well, this should just be a two-way stop. Just decide one of these gets the superior importance here in terms of the thoroughfare. Let's pick, okay? This isn't socialism for streets, right? <laughs> this is well, America. They do those, and then they also do a stop sign where you're going on to a four-lane so two lanes going each way. Uh-huh. And the vast majority of the time, if you are at that stop sign, you need to get to the other side of the road. So you have to drive across two lanes to go left, and they put a stop sign there. I don't know. I'm, uh, I was glad to get back to roundabouts, to, uh, to be <laughs> honest with you. So here, here's what's on the show today. We do have what chaps you had Wednesday, despite there not being a Facebook post yet. Uh, we got a little talk with a cop today. Officer Chad is going to join us. We're going to count down the five things you're talking about today with your morning drive. And during the 8 o'clock hour, we have a special announcement. Now, whenever anyone in radio says they've got a special announcement, they're like, oh, no, somebody's somebody's leaving the show or, you know, there's going to be some reconfiguration of programming. It's got nothing to do with that, okay? Nothing. No, this nobody's, is a good one. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's uh, getting a new show. We're not going for seven hours in the morning. Uh, none of those things are happening programming I guarantee you I'm not going for seven hours on anything. Uh, but... Caleb and I have been hard at work for, I would say, five months, four or five months on an idea that we've got to change the fortunes of Husker football. You're giving it away. I'll leave it at that. No, I'm not giving it away. We think we've found what needs to happen to change the fortunes of Husker football. And we could have just sat on it. We could have just talked about it hypothetically. I mean, we did that for a terms. While. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, but instead, we are going to do something about it, and we are going to tell you what that is. And we have recruited some help. Okay, we have recruited some help from our sister station, sixteen twenty, the Zone in Omaha. All right, I feel like we need to just yeah, stop talking yeah, about yeah, it. Uh, you're, you're, well, we, we got a major announcement. It involves Husker football, and we're going to fix stuff. Oh, you I, you telling me how to tease something and how much information to give it out? Oh, Stop wait. giving it away. All right. So at 835 this morning, <laughs> if you know what it is from that, you're a better person than I am. If you can tell exactly what it is. I did like on, on Twitter, some folks were saying, is Jack making breakfast? <laughs> Hey, I because you got your new black I got a, I got a Blackstone. I, well, I don't have it yet. I get it tomorrow, I think. A what? Uh, a, so all the rage right now are these Blackstone flat top griddles. We're over air fryers. We are on air fryers. Blackstones are the new <laughs> are the new hot thing in outdoor cooking. Um, and uh, it was a, 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 some birthday money that that I had, and I'd been kind of wanting one of these, and so ended up uh, uh, ordering it. And I'm going to get it tomorrow. And so yeah, breakfast at my house every every Saturday. Throw the 
throw the eggs on one part of it, throw the bacon on one part of it, throw the hash browns on one part of it, feel like I'm in the uh, I'm in the chef, I'm in the back of a restaurant on diners, drive-ins, and dives. I'm very excited about this whole thing. Yeah, you, you can come over and see it, Mark. You're gonna need one. You're, you're gonna want one of these after you see mine. All right. And I've been getting a lot of advice from people who already have them. So I'm super. Apparently, uh, fried rice is the thing to make on it too. Excited about that. All right. So I'll I'll give you some Blackstone updates here over the course of the coming weeks. I'm excited about getting that for the fall. Okay. So nothing it, else. Is, is this made out of uh, uh, I um what they have? frying pans? Uh, cast iron. Yeah, it's, cast so iron. it's yeah. it's a uh, soft. I've watched so many videos about it now. It's steel, it's soft, but it's like a big frying pan. Essentially, okay. is right. is what it is. Um, four, but it's know, a griddle. Four burners, yeah. Four bur- thirty six inches. Oh, so it's got its own burners and everything. It's got four burners. Yeah, it's oh. propane fueled. Okay, I thought it was something might go on your current. No, no, uh-uh. it's a standalone. So it's like those big, big uh, pancake. Uh, yeah, griddles. it's it's like the big griddle. It's kind of like the big griddle that you'll see in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. essentially so i'm very excited about that uh all right but let's get to some of the news well it looks like we are we've got one fewer ballot ordinance uh to vote on the november ballot maybe not the one that you're thinking of though uh evidently the let lincoln vote group this is the group that the wanted to fairness ordinance revisit the fairness i mean it's hard to, there's been so many attempts at ballot initiatives and what's that this is the one that wanted to get it back on the ballot they were hoping that it would pass, right? Well, actually, it would go to the city council, and they could either pass the ordinance again or put it on the ballot, as I okay. understand it. So, so it's like the opposite effort of the signature gathering process that went on in the spring. Yes. Fair to say. So they turned in 11,000-plus uh, 11, 11, signatures, so more than they needed, but... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, Dave Shively, who is uh, the election commissioner for the county, he said that it, they didn't have a statement indicating whether petition circulators were paid or volunteer. Uh, that's required by state law, and said so because of that, he couldn't. He state law wasn't followed, so he couldn't approve them. So it's not going on the ballot. That's the story. Hey, that feels a lot like the phone call I gave you yesterday. <laughs> I couldn't technically be married because Jack didn't fill out the. Uh, I didn't fill out thing, one right? of the lines on. They wanted my title <laughs> as online. Got an online license. You should have said marriages. supreme leader. I don't have a. a, a I, I didn't know that that I had. That, so. The only one thing I can say. Them's the brakes. Them's the brakes. So uh, evidently, I, I don't know the the people who are in the part of the grassroots efforts are still hoping there's some recourse that they've got with this. Um, the state law says uh, that the, the each sheet of the petition has to say whether it's being circulated by a paid volunteer or circulator uh, upon its face and in plain view of the persons who signed the petition and a statement in letters not smaller than 16-point type in red print on the petition. And so it seems fairly simple. If that wasn't there, you're not going to have the the uh, yeah, the state requirements met. Not, nothing mean, to certify. It's fairly, fairly simple. We have, could we get some kind of, I don't know, could we get some kind of in-service, some kind of seminars for getting petitions to pass legal muster 
here in the state of Nebraska <laughs> because we've got a real problem of people putting in a lot of work <laughs> on various issues trying to get their petitions on the ballot only at the last minute after having done all the work to realize that they didn't do something right either they didn't. I think there's got there should be a website people can go to just to get it plug in all of their info for what the ballot plug going the to question be. in make sure there's a single question not multiple questions yeah you plug in the question it goes the, to review this looks good it comes back you make it live run right. it like a kickstarter right <laughs> so uh you know barring some kind of appellate success of some sort from that grassroots organization, this will not go on the ballot, and things will stay status quo for the time being. And of course, this is a city issue only. This is not- this is a city issue. That's a good point. Uh, but the county election commissioner is the one who has purview over this when right. it comes to certifying the petition on this. So, uh, like I said, the there will be no fairness ordinance on the books, and I guess Mark, for the time being, this issue is is going to be quiet and settled for a while. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know if it's going to be another 10 years like it was last time where it wasn't even technically settled then because the city council left it open. But here we are on this thing. And this is, of course, in in the face of disagreement on whether or not this is a good thing to do. Uh, and then not only among the traditional sides on this, but some within some transgender advocates saying we don't even want to go forward with this right now. It's not the right time to do this as well. Maybe. Maybe just meant. Maybe, and I'm going to cough here, uh, it it would be a good idea now to sit down at the table and see if you could maybe have some level of compromise on mm-hmm. this on this ordinance and some of the things that are in there that are particularly um, driving division on it and, and still get something done where there's enough of enough support citywide for that you could make a difference and do some important things and but that doesn't ever seem to be why anybody's. Be comp- why, why compromise when it can be all my side or all I your side so. and nothing in between? I, I guess I would, so. I would like to see some some data data or statistics uh-huh. as to how big a problem this discrimination is or is not in the city. I mean, um, what are we talking about? I mean, this has this. There, there. Are, it depends what you're talking about because there's a bunch of different things that are in here. Um, right, but, but federal, yeah. federal law is pretty specific on on most of this. So, yeah, I mean, I is, mean, what are what are the instances of discrimination that are being um, that are that are happening in Lincoln? Well, we, it, as of right now, again, that it's kind of a moot question here at this moment. Uh, because it's not going to be on the ballot. Uh, Mark, what else do I have going on uh, here this morning? Oh, let's see. Uh, vehicles vandalized out at uh, Holmes uh, Lake. Jeez. Black spray paint on them in the middle of the afternoon. Middle of the afternoon? People are just out there, out for a walk around the loop. Uh, and well, one guy was fishing. So Just out fishing with black spray paint? The car's out there? Come yes. on. Yeah, that. Um, Jeez. Uh, Nebraska Community Blood Bank uh, declaring a blood emergency. They're down to less than a two-day supply, and they normally oh, wow. have five to seven, so they're looking for uh, people to make appointments there. And uh, the COVID risk dial remains low orange for another week. It's been, what, uh, five, six weeks that's been uh, there? Five or six, yeah. Numbers seem to be going down on the cases a little bit. So Cases are going down. Hospitalizations ticked up. Wastewater um, 
uh, particle load, uh, viral load picked up a little bit. So maybe we're hey. getting back to another little uh, spurt coming in. Maybe. I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad we didn't see what looked like it might be a decent jump. Um, it didn't really ever materialize locally. Right. So Two years later, and I'm still not comfortable with the term viral load. So, <laughs> Hey, shout out to uh, shout out to our friends at uh, Pius Tenth driving in on A Street today. They had the uh, lights on on the football field. They were already going at it this morning. Before I was even at work, really. So gotta be yeah. done. Look at that. I don't know. Trying to avoid the heat or uh, or what it is exactly, but they were going. I think it was they had the lights on. It looked like football out there. Was hard. I was trying to drive safely down A Street, um, but it looked like they were already going at it at about five fifteen, five thirty this morning. Hey, if you can practice when it's sixty degrees out, when yeah, it's in the sixties. It's true. They got to get ready for that fall weather. You'll be able to be able to play in that. It won't be long till. We've got those high school games going on here. In the and then you get to game too. one, and it's 95 degrees right. to kick off, and you're yeah. cramping right. three series in. Yeah. Get him the mustard. Right. There's the pickle juice. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there's two streets uh, that were scheduled to close at 6 this morning. Kind of oh, uh, high traffic areas. They're oh, doing railroad crossings. Uh, Pioneers, just to the west of Highway 2. Oh. Uh, you know, that, that one right there by the... That's uh, going to be closed till tomorrow night at 6. And then on South 84th. Between Highway 2 and uh, Pioneers. Oh! You're killing that, those, me with Those these. are very, very busy streets. So, looks uh, they were scheduled to close at 6 this morning while they, they started those uh, railroad crossing repairs. But okay. better to do it out there on South 84th, better to do it this week than next week when you're trying yeah. to get school buses through there. Yeah, and I guess at Pioneers by Highway 2, you usually get on Highway 2 before that. You usually get up Pioneers. You're usually going on Cheney or turning left on 56 or something before you're getting on Highway 2 there. So maybe that's not such a big deal. Are we talking about the same place? Pioneer and Highway 2, right? Yeah. We're talking about to the... Like, well, you pass that Jimmy John's, you pass the Brita and Breda. And you, no, no, no. That's no, Pioneers, no, no. right? Going on to no, Highway we're, 2? We're talking Highway 2 uh, as you come out on 10th Street, right there by the Green Elevator. Oh, well, that's a... The, what I was talking about was also Pioneers and Highway 2. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay, well, that one's fine then. All right, 626. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, <laughs> number one, my uh, my new griddle is ready for pickup. I just got a text. Very excited. If any of you want to share your, your uh, outdoor griddle secrets, recipes... I got to keep the thing seasoned, which is important. And I don't know exactly what that means. You got to put some oil or something on it to make it uh, to make it work. But nonetheless, I'm very excited. Do you, do, I don't know if uh, I, I might go pick it up. Could, do you think I have time to pick it up, assemble it, and then get the eggs and the hash browns on it for a brunch here for myself here yet this morning? Yes. We'll see. I'd like to be able to do that. Do I think it. you have time to do that? Yes. Do you think I will? No, no, probably no, not. probably not. We got a busy day. We got a, I got another got another busy day. That, oh, I still didn't put the Facebook post up. I did. Did you? Yeah. Thank you. Don't Caleb. worry. Thank you. We had a busy got day. You. We got to go. Uh, maybe pick up uh, pick up an award or two 
tonight at the we'll find uh, something. Nebraska Broadcasters Association. And if we don't, it's like the we're going to o- go take someone else's. It is like the Oscars for local radio. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, you you want to make sure that ev- there's the red carpet. Obviously, uh, walking into the embassy suites tonight. Do our listeners watch the Oscars? Do uh, it's the Emmys. CMT Music Awards. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> some, I'm sure some of them do. Or the, em- Emmys. Or the Emmys or Grammys or pick your favorite award show. That's what it is. But they don't have. Why don't they have a red carpet? I want to be. I want to be. Uh, have a shot taken of Caleb and Mark and I walking in in our. Uh, no, I don't. Have, I didn't rent a tux. Can we go out there, just roll out our own red carpet, put a backdrop? That'd be nice. Just start taking yeah. pictures. Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Sam's Club. <laughs> JC Penny. JC Penny. Don't sleep on JC Penny's. No, club. I know it's 2022, but don't sleep on JC Penny. Where do you clothes. think my so? I think I, I actually will be wearing JC Penny tonight. Got a. Got married a uh, two weeks ago. Where do you think I went and got that that white you button down? You looked good. You, if you, I don't know if you, I don't know if people have seen Kayla's pictures. When, from his when, wedding, the, when the professional pictures was, uh, come out, we'll get them he posted. Was, he was very. He was looking very suave. I was doing all right. I, I really enjoyed your outfit. That's a really weird thing to say, but I did. I appreciate I did. that. By the way, I know that. You and I have not worked a lot together over the last few weeks. Yes. It feels like normal when we talk right up to the segment starting. <laughs> Yeah, when it's just like nonstop yes. conversation during, which breaks. is why I didn't have any chance to to post the uh, the Facebook thing. I took but care Caleb, of it for Caleb you. Caleb did that. But anyway, the but first I wanted to get to today was if you missed it, special announcement at eight thirty five uh, when we have John Bishop on. Maybe have something cooking with him. We want to tell you about. Is that enough? that's it? That's all. End it there. By the way, missed opportunity for you when they said, "What are you wearing?" You could have said Jack Mitchell. <laughs> The cargos. <laughs> I mean, if I wore cargo shorts when I married you, is there really anything I shouldn't be able to wear them to? That feels like just worlds of opportunity are available. How bad? To you. How mad would our boss be if I showed up in cargos? Because on one hand, it's on brand. On yeah, on on one hand, it's not appropriate attire for uh, an awards event. That hopefully I'll be able to be go, going up on stage and accepting an award or eight. But but. On the other hand, it's keeping the brand alive. Yeah. It's all about the hashtag brand. Branding 24-7. I would draw the line at a funeral. <laughs> Outside of that. Depends on who it is. <laughs> accurate. You know what? If it's you know my, what? If hey, you, here's, I gave you permission for my wedding. Something were to happen. Permission at my funeral. Okay. And I will say this now. Permission, I think it'd be a nice touch if... To, to my my funeral. <laughs> One day your funeral is going to be the cargo shorts version of a Scottish funeral. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's going to be no kilts. That. Uh, just right. all cargo shorts. All cargo shorts. And then the like New Orleans parade type thing. And <laughs> th- those, are the, those are the things I hope. Hopefully maybe use my griddle and make everybody the food that they need. That'd be good. This is an all time start to the sound off. All right. Uh, oh, and, and then, okay, so we got the special announcement. And then, I want to repeat, Request Line Friday is two days away. I don't, know arms. How, I don't know how Friday's going to go, because we are asking you, sorry, as I itch my nose here, we are going to ask you, uh, what is that song that is the one that, when you're laying in bed at night, trying to get to sleep, that you cannot quit replaying over and over again in your head? Those songs that are the... Hardest earworms to get rid of. And we're going to be doing a little bit of a scientific experiment here on Friday when we play earworm after earworm after earworm after earworm on the show. Which one sticks with you after the show is over? 
Is it the last one that we play, or is it the most powerful one? I don't know what the answer is, but I'm fascinated. And I'm I'm trying to check in with myself at various times throughout the day Mm -hmm. this week and say, okay, stop what you're doing. What song is in your head right now? Boom. What is it? And see if there's any consistency about what it is. I need you guys to do the same thing. Do we have any requests yet on this? We have a couple of requests, I'm, actually. Okay, that's good. Um, you don't need to spoil them, but I was just I was wondering how people were doing with no, this. No, we, we've got them in from Dial Up Dave and uh, Brad and Fox Hollow. All right. Also, I have a good idea of where mine's going to go, but today we get season three of Bluey comes to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> That might nice move up the ability. list in a hurry. I've never heard it, so that'll be a new one for me. Uh, all right, sound off time. Let's talk about the FBI and classified documents. That's and, way less fun. And of affidavits and all of all of this stuff well we, we know i don't know if this is more than we knew yesterday at this time but david spawn has a little bit of more background on exactly uh what led up to the uh the search warrant that was executed at the old mar-a-lago uh let's see if we can find out about that the search was not related directly to the january 6th attack on the u.s capitol instead the president's alleged removal of classified information when he left office in january 2021 later that year the national archives reached out to the Trump team about potentially classified information being in Florida and 15 missing boxes of material eventually voluntarily turned over by the Trump team. In June of this year, sources say top-level DOJ officials met at Mar-a-Lago with Trump's lawyers over more documents on site, and the former president even himself stopped by briefly. But at some point, negotiations broke down over a perceived lack of cooperation by Trump's team, leading to prosecutors submitting an affidavit over the past few days and a search warrant signed by a federal magistrate and Monday's FBI search. So they've been talking, negotiating, arranging for this for a while, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, this conversation has been an ongoing one about what should be there and what isn't. That leads me to believe that there is going to be some real specificity within whatever the feds are claiming that they've got for justification for probable cause. Now, whether or not that rises to the level that is acceptable to people on both sides of the aisle, I don't know about that. But there are going to be, I mean, you would think this means there are going to be some, this is means the affidavit is going to be a whole lot more than, well, we think there are some boxes there that he brought home from the White House. Um. That's that's what I get from uh, from that whole thing. Uh, let's see reaction, more reaction coming. Now Biden hasn't said anything ab- about this whole thing. Some of his team have mm-hmm. has, but he hasn't said anything. Um, and Democrats really not saying a lot, but there's some Republicans who, in- including some of the Nebraska contingent, who have quite a bit to say. President Biden is leaving talk about Trump up to the communications team. The president and the White House learned about this FBI search from public reports. We learned just like the American public did uh, yesterday. Among Republicans, not everyone wants to weigh in, but others are promising probes. Republican Senator Rick Scott writes, when Republicans retake the majority in the Senate, there will be a thorough and aggressive investigation. Everything needs to be on the table for A.G. Garland, including impeachment. 
And House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says, Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. But even some Democrats are calling for an explanation. Former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo tweets, DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigations. Okay, I, so I, I, I agree with the Republican and disagree with the Democrat there. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I disagree with the statement from the White House. Uh, okay. There, there's a 0% chance they did not know that raid was going on ahead of time. You think so? There I is a zero percent chance. I think the AG might have known. I don't know. No, I I think so. A lot of it that that you're hearing from the right is that he was possibly ordered to go down the path of being a raid of Trump from the Biden White House. I don't think it was that far, but let's say it's completely independent of the White House and Joe Biden. They get the affidavit. They get the warrant. They're going to go to raid Mar-a-Lago. Right. Someone is giving a heads up to the White House that this is happening. There is a communication that's going that's to happen an interesting question. that the president is going to know about this. So I, there is a 0% chance that Joe Biden didn't know about the raid on Mar-a-Lago before it happened. I, the AG, I, I bet the AG had to sign off on it. Now, whether that means it goes to the president, maybe you could be right. I, I don't know. Well, not, know not exactly. even for approval, just heads yeah, just up, had, this is happening. Well, they gave heads up to Secret Service. Yeah. According to her, the Secret Service at Mar-a-Lago that protects former presidents. Yeah. And, I mean, it do, because of that, it doesn't sound like it was a particularly like chaotic scene, like bashing down doors or anything. Right, no. It was, But here's where I agree with, with say I'd agree with Republicans, I disagree with the Democrats on it. On the Republican, the the whole Rick Scott or whoever saying, you know, that this should be looked into, investigated. I agree. There should be scrutiny on this. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think there's a possibility that it was justified, but I don't know. Everybody who knows exactly, <laughs> everybody who knows exactly whether this was or wasn't justified, I am. I want some of what you're having, okay? Because I think hey, the, everyone knows. I think the possibility <laughs> fully exists that out there, frankly, that this they way overplayed their hand on this. Okay, that that the, the it's going to turn out that this was just some kind of dispute about what should or shouldn't have been there, and there was nothing imminent. And if that's the case, it's going to be a political disaster. It's going to be a, a political boon for for Trump, and it's going to be a disaster for the other side. On the other hand, and sorry for saying this, but it also is not beyond my possible belief or comprehension that there was something pretty weird going on down there too. And I also have some level of belief that going through the channels of the DOJ and the FBI and those sorts of things that it's that they still do have some some uh, uh, that they're not too willy nilly in law enforcement that they're going to jump on something like this without saying okay is this real okay about a million times and and saying that whole thing so I don't I, I see I feel like I'm the only one that doesn't know what's in those boxes mm-hmm. the rest of the United States does but I don't. Now to the part where I disagree with the D- Democrat, Cuomo in that case. They keep saying that the DOJ needs to say something. They shouldn't say something. No, they should not. First of all, part of the reason you don't say something is because of the rights of the person who is the subject of this whole thing, who hasn't been charged with anything yet. You, the, the, the law enforcement, the potential prosecutors, if there hasn't been charged, shouldn't come out and say, oh, yeah, we think this, 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 and this about Trump at this point. Now that'll come out if he's charged or not charged, 
But the best way to find out about this is if is is from the person who's got the warrant and is free to publicly share it. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? That's Trump or someone on Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. right? But I would think, it, uh, listen, if I'm Trump's attorney right now, I'm telling all these people who are saying FBI needs to come out or the DOJ needs to come out and list all the things that justified this. No, thanks. We we at Team Trump would like you not to do that right now because my client hasn't been charged with anything. Right. And it'll all come out in due time, but you, there's no way they should be doing that. But you've got Cuomo, you've got Deb Fisher, you've got all these people who are who are saying that. Uh, if they wanted that stuff out, they would give... They would, scan a copy of that warrant right now and put it out there. Mm-hmm. So, and I, th- and that, I think it, it would be improper for them to go and just say, well, here's what was in that affidavit that's sealed. Mm-hmm. It's not like that's not coming at some point. They can't go forever without this happening. But, but if, you, if it, you're Team Trump, you, you, get to be, you get to be the victim. You get to right, use this politically. But part of the reason the that protection being. is in there is for... Is for the potential defendant. Mm-hmm. That's why they sh- they shouldn't be able to do that. They're they're afforded due process in this whole thing instead of I don't know. I, it's it's it, it's it's driving me a little nuts with all the legal conclusions people are making. But again, I am disappointed to be the only person in America who does not know what's in those boxes, one way or the other. I, I, I don't know how I missed that. Was there like a like a Geraldo Rivera type reality show on while I was uh, on vacation where he was opening Al Capone's vault, but it was the box in Trump's Mar-a-Lago closet. I, I would think you should have learned something over the last several years is that everyone is 100% certain okay. of whatever they know okay. for their side. Except me. Except God. me. Hard to be 100% certain of a side when you never pick one. All right, I was going to do more political stuff, but I think I already did too much. Let's do this one. Here's something that I thought happened 10 years ago. Groupon is starting to lay people off. Chicago-based e-commerce marketplace company Groupon has laid off more than 500 employees, or some 15% of its workers, as it struggles with sales. Affected departments include sales, engineering, merchant development, and marketing. Its chief executive had told staff the organization needed to streamline. He's making a push toward cutting costs improving productivity and automating some functions. This is the tech industry gets especially hard hit by either layoffs or hiring freezes. 32,000 tech workers have been let go this year alone, according to a report published by Crunchbase. Lillian Wu, Fox News. Y'all remember Groupon? Hey, Groupon, don't take this the wrong way. I mean, you and I, for about an 18 months, had a hot and heavy relationship. I had printed out pieces of paper in my pocket, ready to bring into every store. I thought you died a decade ago. <laughs> I thought you were... I thought you've been... It's like when you see someone on Facebook and you you were like, oh, hey, we had some good times. Right. Did not realize you were still around. Did not realize <laughs> you still were a thing, that you had people to lay off at this point. I mean, what exactly... Where I. I'd this is a, the Facebook people you may know. Have section. I been missing a whole bunch of emails where I could be getting like a free extra breakfast sandwich or something uh, th- this whole time? I, I did not know <laughs> that they were still there. 
All right, there's a lot I don't know. Basically, that is the theme of the sound off this morning. I don't know what's in the boxes, and I have no idea what's going with group on with Groupon. Apparently, they're still were uh, having some success up until. You want to know what I do know? What do you know? We need to take a break to get to Crime Stoppers. That's a good way to tell me. Okay. All right, at six fifty-three, we will take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. They done it, and now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK today. All right, 655 LNK today with Jack and Friends. Officer Chad here today. Good morning, Officer Chad. How are you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. Okay, this is a completely isolated question from nothing else. Nothing else. Have you, have, what's executing a search warrant like? Uh, well, honestly, it depends what kind of search warrant it is. If it's a search warrant, let's say we have a crime scene that we've been holding for a few hours um, where everything is nice and calm, it's contained. That's a real slow, methodical, we're going to go in. Um, take our time, get everything, dot your I's, cross your T's, mm-hmm. all that. But uh, from the beginning, once we establish probable cause to figure out, hey, we do need a search warrant, someone's got to go write the, the, the affidavit, affidavit. Yeah. requesting the search warrant, has to get reviewed, then approved by a judge. Once it's signed, they bring that out to the scene. Whoever wrote the affidavit, it's their job to read the actual affidavit to all the officers that are on the scene. That way, oh. we're aware of what we're looking for, how we established where we got, things like that. Um, then once you're, while you're processing the scene, you're cataloging everything. You're taking pictures before you pick things up. You're writing down where you got it, what it is. Um, once you're done with that, we have to leave a um, search warrant receipt with a list of everything we've taken out of the residence or, or vehicle or wherever we're at at with the, the, person? the place with yeah. the person if they're or still conspicuously there yeah. somewhere yeah. we either hand it to them paste it on the front door or leave it on a kitchen table things like that um i've been on a few i guess you want to call it high risk or no knock search warrants uh, they get your blood pumping yeah. because you just you genuinely don't know what you're doing or um, excuse me don't know what you're going to get into right. on the other side of right. the door but i i'd be kidding you if i said it wasn't a little bit exhilarating to breach that door i mean yeah. it i i've been on the sledgehammer end or the ram end a couple times and boy you, you get your blood pumping wow it's like what uh, the heck am i getting into how long does that pro- that you, you, you uh, process usually take between the affidavit to the to the sign to the to getting it so executing it the last one i wrote was a few years ago to a uh, storage facility and it took me oh probably half an hour 45 minutes to write the affidavit and then i actually i caught a judge at his lunch break (laughs) so i got it signed very quickly i was back to the the uh, storage facility within hour and a half to two hours interesting so it was fairly quick interesting but there is something left behind people Oh yeah, they get that. They get not the affidavit, but they get the warrant, a search warrant receipt, the, we have, which is different than the affidavit. Exactly, the, it doesn't have as much information. Yeah, we won't necessarily or we see affidavit to the person that we're serving the the search warrant mm-hmm. on, but you have to by law leave them a receipt of everything we took because even though we have a warrant, we're still taking yeah. your stuff. Yeah. So, um, so nothing like Geraldo Rivera. Uh, all right, tell us, <laughs> no. tell us what we're working. Tell us what we're working on uh, here on uh, Crime Stoppers. Real quick. Uh, first one's Mitsubishi Montero with the maroon fender. This is from June twenty eighth of this year. A uh, kid in Lincoln was trying to buy a pair of two hundred dollars shoes off Facebook Marketplace. This vehicle shows up. It's a Mitsubishi Montero. We think between an 01 to an 05 had a red front fender. Comes to drop off the shoes. Instead, rips off the kid for two hundred bucks and takes off. Okay. Uh, the next one is you dropped something. This gentleman, gentleman on this awesome red and white scooter, um, you stop fifty six and two. He comes into the store, drops a bag of meth. Oh, 
So yeah, okay. yeah. I, I we don't want to return it to him necessarily, right. but we'd sure like to know who he is. All right. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a Heisenberg situation when it exploded <laughs> everywhere. But that wasn't meth anyway. I, I'm sorry. That was Spoiler a spoiler. Great show, by the way. All right. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln dot com. If you want to help out, thank you, Chad. Appreciate thank you, it, gentlemen. Have a good one. Enjoy your hog. Uh, <laughs> seven o'clock. On, that's never mind. That's seven o'clock. Uh, KLI and Lincoln. Yeah. Now, this is gonna be hard. I got people. On, I got David on the text line telling me to be quiet going to be some real good radio okay uh i don't know i thought i thought that was a thought that was a fairly even-handed assessment of what's going on but i thought we had a good conversation on it uh, you know and then i got the uh got the goods on what actually happens during uh serving a warrant yeah you know what chaps my hide what's that people hearing only what they want to hear oh yes Yes, yes, and that's, yes. That's not specifically that is, at David. That's that's in general. Did I miss something? I was I, I was just doing my my. <laughs> yeah, I the was, answer to that is yes. I was just giving my primarily legal <laughs> thoughts on everything going on with Mar-a-Lago, and David wanted you to come in and cut me off. Tell tell me to be quiet about it. Um, oh, I guess so, I missed that one. I was busy. I'm done now. I'm done now. I know nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, be I quiet. Got I got it. I just get I get fired up. I still I <laughs> okay, still get David, fired thanks. up and I want to use that I want to use that uh legal degree that I've got down in my office sitting in a pile somewhere. Uh and and I get excited when I get a chance to do it. But you know, can't be uh can't please everyone. Uh all right, but you can when it is uh when it's what chapter I had Wednesday. And I was very quiet on Facebook yesterday. There uh there was not a Facebook <laughs> There was not a Facebook post about what chapter I had Wednesday. That is my error. Uh, got busy with some other stuff. I forgot about it. I've, my notification. You know what? There, there are two Facebook. There are two comments on. on the Facebook Hold on. post. Hold on. Set a notification every Wednesday at three thirty p.m. What chaps my hide post? No, not Wednesday. Yeah, that's super crap, good to do crap, it after crap. the fact. <laughs> Set a notification oh every God. Tuesday at three thirty p.m. What chaps my hide post? <laughs> Hold on, hold on. You could do this worse. I don't see an app for that. You'll need no. <laughs> hey, Debbie. Set a reminder. It's for what chapter you hide Wednesday. Tuesday. How are you? Good, good morning, <laughs> gentlemen. We're going to ignore whatever um, Jack is doing over there and get to you. Oh, Jack has to listen to this. Okay, I'm listening. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, all right. Are you going to verbally, Jack, uh, Debbie? Are you going to verbally spank him today? <laughs> I am. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Jack, you have destroyed my love of peaches. Now, <laughs> because of what I said those, yesterday. Uh, yeah, big, oh, it was Monday for the listeners Monday. that didn't hear this. Monday, about 6.15 or 6.20, I'm driving home from the gym. And here's Jack all excited because Caleb and Mark and he are back together in the, in the booth together. Yes. They've been apart. Yes. All right. So. He's kind of humming and talking about the Peaches and Herb song, Reunited, and it feels so good. Yes. So then they, you and Caleb start talking about Peaches, and you state, I cannot eat Peaches because they remind me of biting into the head of a baby. <laughs> oh, my God. So gross. 
Correct him. I agree. It is, head. it is gross. That's my point. Yeah. I'm sorry that none, none of us have, well, I hope none of us have experience of biting the head of a baby. I haven't, but I, I can imagine <laughs> that's what I, that's all I can think about when the little, the little baby hair fuzz starts touching oh, my lips. Okay, Jack Donner oh, party. Oh, gross. Thank you. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> Jack, you must be a vampire to even have those thoughts. Debbie, I'm sorry. I, hope, I hope I didn't. Just give it a few days. And you'll forget. Well, you'll, and then no, that, that lovely is, that peach. Is, it's ingrained in my brain <laughs> I'm now. So I will sorry. always have that image of biting into a baby. I'm ruining you, things Dad. for everyone. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I'm sorry. I got David who doesn't want me to talk anymore. I got uh, I've ruined Debbie's enjoyment of peaches. You have several on the uh, prep page for you. Oh, do I? Okay, yeah. prep page. <laughs> or, do, or do you want to go? I've got. There's a couple on Facebook. Uh, no, Dealer Dave. Let's see. Uh, D- Dealer Dave says, "You know what, chaps? When I had Davids that give the rest of us Davids a bad name." <laughs> uh, let's see. OG Steven says, "What chaps is hide motorcycle riders at speed and cutting off traffic when you're trying to make a lane change." Also, flashing yellows. <laughs> OG Steven should listen to Time Saver Traffic. It is bicycle and motorcycle season, so head on a swivel. Uh, the, some of the most terrifying times, and this is not to stereotype motorcycle riders okay it's, it's not because 99 percent of them have been absolutely fine but some of the most terrifying times being in in traffic either in lincoln or especially in omaha has been when i'm driving you know at the speed limit maybe a few miles out whatever you know whatever traffic is speed and then all of a sudden one of these racing motorcycles comes through, <laughs> legit 40 miles over the speed limit, weaving in and out of traffic, doing like wheelies and stuff. And I've, it's happened enough that, that I'm, it's a thing to mention. It is, I don't know how these people do it and how they survive doing it. They, they, have a they death don't wish. always, but, and, and again, a, I'm not trying to, to put special, everybody in this, but no. there's a very small, small group that they're like stunt riders through traffic. Especially happens when you're outbound from downtown Omaha on I 80 coming exact, west. That is exactly it's, where I've had it. You know, between 42nd and about 82nd over there. Yeah, that's exactly where and, I've had it. And I had one here a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, you know, it was coming back to Lincoln. Were you so, in your bus? Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, I heard it before I could see it because they were coming up right behind me and then just around. And you're way, way low when you say 40 miles over the speed limit. I mean, I mean, they were doing 100 or more. Holy cow. And the thing that freaks me out is some, guess, or sometimes you'll be on the interstate and you'll see a, one coming the other way. And then all of a sudden you're like. That motorcycle is doing a wheelie this entire time. <laughs> I've seen that here on O Street a number of times. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I, I don't know what, what it is. They like to go downhill while they're doing wheelies. All right. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, chaps, motorcycle riders at speed. Oh, we had that one already. Sorry. Uh, uh, Ryan didn't like reporting a COVID death yesterday when the person was over 100 years old. Give me a break. Oh, okay. My grandmother's about to be a hundred, so I would like her not to, not to, uh, not to pass away. You know, I hope so right. If it's I, and she's really healthy, so uh, I don't know. Uh, what do was that? Do we do that? Yes. Know, is that you? Yes. Oh. We we give the the daily stats just so the people know whether uh, cases are yeah. rising or falling or 
uh, you know, the, the we reported deaths at the beginning, so why not now? What okay. if what if it was a car crash? Well, the person was a hundred years. Well, old. I guess the the, the counter argument is, well, why wouldn't you do it if it was whatever cancer or something like that? Because that's this, probably the this, question. Because we've just gone through two years and continuing in a pandemic situation. It's it's not we're not making it uh, breaking news or anything. It's just a matter of keeping people informed. Yeah, and I'm sorry if you're upset at that, but we're going to keep. Yeah, we're we're not going through okay, the whole well, stats. Hold on. The one I'm thing, the, the, okay, the one thing you can say is we've had plenty of people who who went back and forth on whether you know we weren't going far enough or we were fear mongering when this thing was. But I, you you can't make that argument right now about no. about about the show about the things that we say and and about the those sorts of things. You know, it's uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, all right, well, Southern Snow, what chaps from my hide is people not waiting until their turn in the stupid roundabout on Folsom and A will be worse come winter. LPD needs to get this under control. Ooh, I don't know if I've been in that roundabout. That's that new one that just uh, just opened up oh, not long ago. Okay. I, I had somebody tell me that they think it's uh, almost like the 14th and Superior when it first. Oh, I mean, it's really? a different layout, but I mean, Do you remember some of the they had a completely. So there have been two major roundabouts in Lincoln where they sort of had to like fence off parts of it or change the superior view. the yeah. one at eight, uh, 84th and pine lake too or 70th and pine lake uh 70th and pine lake there was an area that it used to be a they have that little area that's like fenced in that you can't can't use right now that changes what you well, can do well, one of the lanes is not yeah yeah and and the one now out on saltillo at 70th has also been changed a lot. oh has it okay uh that, that one just went in well, they've, they've just redone the markings okay. on it. So, uh, Laura, I like this one from Laura. The weird weekend phenomenon of people walking down the middle of the street. Our neighborhood has perfectly good sidewalks. We live near miles of trails. You know you'll eventually have to move for an oncoming car. So why in the Sam Hill are you parading down the middle of the street? I think this started, I, I'm, I'm almost sure this started in Lincoln during the pandemic. It did. Sorry, not fear-mongering here. It's over. No. But uh, d- during... Because people would walk with their friends and they would keep distance with them. And the way that they would do that is one would walk on the sidewalk and one would walk on the street and they would still be able to converse, but keep whatever social distancing we thought was necessary at that point. That's my only explanation. But Laura, I have seen this so many times. It is so odd. Does this really bother that many people in Lincoln and neighborhoods when you're walking in the street? Yeah, because you're... yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not. It bothers me the same way that any of the dumb things on what chaps your eyes bother me. It's like, okay, I'm pulling up on these people. I'm trying to go, and then and then guaranteed, the time you do it, there's a car parked on each side because that's just how it is in Lincoln. Is that you're coming up on one of those areas, and so then it's this bottleneck situation, and you're like, there's a sidewalk. Why are no, we doing this? None of you grew up in the '50s and '60s. It's obvious, or a small town, right? Did you guys not have sidewalks? No, we had in sidewalks. the '50s we, and we, '60s we, or small towns. We played in the street. Played stickball or baseball. You or, need room to do that. That's that's actually just, more acceptable. And, and Caleb, I mean, did you not walk on sidewalks in Loop City and in streets? Yeah, I mean you'd you'd play uh, you know road hockey even, and I mean it was nothing back then. You all all you did is when you saw a car coming, everybody yelled car, and you moved to the side. I walked to school every day, all the way from elementary through high school. Most of the time over those three blocks, it was in the street. When sidewalks were available? With sidewalks available, yes. Is there a reason you passed up the perfectly good sidewalks? 
yeah, because most of the time I was going to have to cross the street, so I just started out in the street, and then I could just walk. I don't, I don't, I don't follow that. Why, why does it matter if people are staying out of the way? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Laura, listen, Laura, you got me on this one, at least, these two. Oh, one out of Apparently, three Apparently, they bad. grew up in the wild, wild west of streets being open for everything. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see, that was some, uh. Uh, chaps okay rob says uh lpd and county police vehicles not using turn signals while in crap traffic with the rest of us doing things they could pull us over for isn't a good look for them uh oh i better tell chad, chad to go tell everybody out there uh then uh, mosh pit chad which happens to my hide bicyclists who insist on riding the road where there's a perfect good bike trail 20 yards to the side <laughs> what this is the same thing <laughs> oh my gosh did, did this come in at, uh, i don't know if this came in after our discussion or not a bicyclist who insists no, on riding before we talked about in the it. road where there's a perfectly good bike trail 20 yards to the side what's your fancy bike too good for bike trails <laughs> and men cyclists who insist on wearing head-to-toe spandex no one needs to see your business <laughs> Well, why are you looking at his business? That's my I, question. I, I, I seem to, I tend to agree with that one too. If you're, if it's available right in that area, this is one of the things we tout about our city is its trail system, right? But sometimes the great, they need to be on the street to get to the trail. If the okay, I think I again, Moshpad Chad, I think I, I get what you're saying too, despite. My two cohorts today being very... No, I, I understand just, the bike part in, in some instances. In others, I do believe that we're not bicycle-friendly across the city enough. Uh, we're not? In in some instances, yes, where there should be better bike lanes as oh, opposed boy. to needing to take up uh, oh, take bike, up streets. Bikes have the have same right away on the streets. No, have I, you been I, to I, downtown? I, I know they do, but I also know there's a lot of people that think a bike should never be in well, the street. Well, that's true, but that's an issue with the driver, not with the bike lanes. Yeah. Just saying, if it's, I think what Mosh Pet Chad is saying is if it's right there to the side, which is like a good trail, why are you on the street? It just seems less convenient for everyone involved. Unless there's walkers on the trail and bikes and walkers sometimes. Which would you rather avoid, walkers or cars? Walkers. Walkers. Okay. My point made. I rest my case. <laughs> what else you that's got? Why, uh, that's li- why people walk in the street. I like So a- they can avoid them. Do we have a texture named Alien now? Yeah, yes, okay. we do. Alien says, turkeys, not to be confused with Valian, uh, turkeys in my wife's flower bed and not being able to discourage them. Turkeys? Yeah, that I, makes sense. Okay, Alien, are you outside of Lincoln? Is this happening in Lincoln? Oh, yeah, there's turkeys all over Lincoln. Especially southeast. I have only seen turkeys a couple of times, like off Highway Two. Oddly enough, right by the bike path there that you can see from the street. That's that's the only place I've seen them. Well, there's that big bike path bike path that goes all the way down Highway Two. Right there's a there's a big flock right across from it would be the the Lowe's. uh, They're on Apple Way. There's a big flock. Really, that's that woods over there. Oh yeah, I'm just they're starting to get close. Are we heading toward like a? a turkeys versus geese showdown, like Could West Side well Story style, because yep. the geese hot spot in Lincoln is over by that pond by Campbell's. Campbell's. Yes. Or the St. E's one. But that Campbell's one, you could throw a rock from that Lowe's to that Campbell's. Do a, like a little dance-off fight between the turkeys and the geese. From Lowe's to Campbell's. From Lowe's to Campbell's Nursery. It's not that far away. Lowe's is at Highway 2 and what? And, and 56th or uh, 60th. 60th and, and go to Pine Lake and 56th. I mean, I can throw a rocket far away. 
So, yeah. you want to get uh, one more from yes. the text line? Go ahead. Cam the man says school zones come back next week. Oh, and there man. were uh, there were two on Facebook, by the way. Okay, real quick, get the um, Glenn that. says stop with the weather teasers. I'm listening to news radio now. I don't want to have to tune into <laughs> Channel Eight later. I tell you, listen. The whole I tell you, I tell you everything I can every time I have it. I don't withhold information. Um, and then uh, KH says when Jack forgets to make the chaps Facebook post. Okay, there it is. You got it. All right, add it to my list today. I'm KH. Oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> you guys are being very. You guys are just. You guys are trying to poke at me today. It feels like. I'm doing a very good <sighs> job at it. It's that day. beard you're rocking. It's listen. After that picture in the paper with me, where I shaved <laughs> it kind of close, and I looked like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. I'm going ZZ Top. They're coming to Lincoln anyway. <laughs> are you going to try to sneak <laughs> Maybe up? Maybe I'm going to get. Can I just get on their bus and be, they no. won't even know? Take, take your Blackstone Grill out there and cook them. Some I just stuff. want to know. I get on the bus ZZ Top. Hey guys, what are we going to do? Legs next. All right, well, let's go. Sharp dressed man. All right, 7:25. We'll take a break. Tell NK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Get today's top news here. All right, without. Any further ado, let's get it started with number five. Multiple media reports out indicate the petitions to get the fairness ordinance on the city ballot this fall lack specific information whether the petition circulators were volunteers or paid. And that information is required by state law. And accordingly, the election commissioner's office could not certify those petitions. Uh, Journal Star's Margaret Reist. They sit away again at Margaret Reeseville. She's got the full story at journalstar.com. Said that uh, the Let Lincoln Vote organization uh, turned in over 11,000 signatures. They needed about 80. So they got the signatures. They just didn't have the the fine print or right. non-fine print. It's got to be actually kind of bold print as required yeah. by the state, correct? According, according to Margaret Reese, uh, Election Commissioner Dave Shively said that the petitions did not include a statement indicating whether petition circulators were paid or volunteer that's required by law and as a result he could not verify them but but they apparently they uh i mean there's there's not a lot of detail here but i know in the article uh the kc siebler siebler i hope sorry if i got the the name wrong there Kay. but she she's saying that they have a plan they hope will keep the petition effort moving forward didn't give a lot more didn't give a whole lot more detail beyond that it's i mean this but, is going to be kind of a probably kind of a black and white issue whether or not it was there or not right, and right. you've got the physical petitions that have been signed to look at you've got to have you got to have a certain font size you got to have in red red ink essentially some of these disclaimers uh, talking about whether or not it's paid or volunteer circulators right. that's and, that's the state law on the thing and if i remember correctly they're running up against a time crunch because this has to be certified and approved for the ballot because they start printing ballots in september early september where well yeah i was yeah that's true now they're past there are they past the actual deadline for yeah, turning in the the yeah, signatures they have to be yeah. tur- turned in i like the sixth, I believe, yeah. something like that. Boy, I don't know. I, you I don't know. know. They're, they're, I don't know what they're going to be. Able I don't to know do how this. This. Ha- I mean, you're, you're. I get it. I guess you're trying to throw together a petition drive fairly quickly, but how can you miss this? But like, how how can you you miss doing this if it's laid out in state law like it appears to be pretty unequivocally? Um, I, I'll tell you what. Between what's happened with medical marijuana and their petitions i mean pick several petitions and now this one 
I think there's room in this city, and I'm only half joking, for some kind of a firm that specializes in making sure that your petition drive meets muster in terms of every kind of requirement that might be out there by state law. Multiple question, red font, 16-point font, all of the things that need to happen before you expend the time and resources on putting this thing out there, get the signatures, only to be told, nah, it's not going to happen. Well, yeah, it, but... You know, there's a due diligence requirement on the part of these groups to to make sure they get it right, and and they've got all types of of um, references that they can go to, including reading the state law. You know, uh, true, it's true. available know. online. That's... I'm sure there's some legal um, uh, um, services. Just, that it's are hard available. to believe. It's hard to believe that you can get that far and 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 uh, you know, I assume it was clear to Dave Shively that it wasn't there. So it's just, I mean, it's it's hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, without without getting into any of the policy of it, it it's got to make you feel sick if you put in all that time, because this is, I'm sure, volunteer-driven, all this time to get the 11,000 signatures with this thing and say, oh, it was all for naught, which is, again, what other petition drives have gone through in the past. But assuming that this stands, Mark, uh, that Shively's ruling on this stands for the first time in 10 years, and it's not permanent, but for the first time in 10 years... This question is kind of settled for the time being, right? The 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 city council did what they did. They finally uh, went through and said, hey, all right, we're going to pull this thing. There isn't a pending petition drive that's out there anymore. Neither of them have, uh, are going to happen at this point, and it's going to be as stable as this portion of law or not law has been since 2012 when it was really discussed. Now, that's not to say it's not going to come back up again. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I mean, that it will. And It can come up before form. the council at any point. But the question that I've got, is this going to, assuming that it does go that way, is there going to be any attempt by any side on this to sit down and take a look at this actual ordinance that's out there and say, okay, these are the problematic parts that are going to make it likely potentially to fail at the ballot box in Lincoln and these are the parts that are not going to be as controversial and maybe more important and we tweak it in that way. I don't know why that hasn't... I, I, I'm just surprised that has not happened to a more more significant... And, and you want me to be really... You want me to be out there about specifically what I'm talking about? I'm talking about get the get the stuff that riles everyone up the bathroom stuff out of there well and there's 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 issues on on either side and uh, i mean there's basically three competitive groups here you've got the let lincoln <laughs> right. vote you've got the nebraska family alliance and then you've got the other uh lgbtq plus advocates group, yeah. advocates that are uh, that oppose this effort right uh, and so I, I would say that the good place to start would be a gathering or a, a, a meeting on of those groups. Yeah. Uh, Karen is Bowling. There, is there any common ground on this thing? I think there there may not be between those groups, but I bet there is a lot in terms of the voters of Lincoln. Yes, that would be a fair statement That's what in I would my say. opinion. Yeah. That's what I would say. All right. Number four. A Nebraska woman has been charged with helping her teenage daughter have an abortion. The charges come after investigators uncovered Facebook messages in which the mother and daughter discussed using medication to end the approximately 24-week pregnancy. Of course, Nebraska law prohibits abortion after 20 weeks. 
Prosecutors have charged 41-year-old Jessica Burgess with helping her then 17-year-old daughter end her pregnancy, but then burning and burying the fetus. Madison County Attorney Joseph Smith says he's never had a case involving an illegal abortion in his 32 years as a prosecutor. By the way, Madison County uh, includes the city of Norfolk. My goodness. Wow. Uh, it and, feel, and this, this feels is, like a story that would be happening in the, you know, the post-row reversal, post-legislative right. action. It's not. I mean, nothing's happened to change Nebraska law here. It's nope. because it was after the 20-week the 20 20 thing. Right. And this has made national news now. Yeah. And then, you know, the the question, and, and I don't deny that it was a violation of the law. Did Facebook give the data to police? Did well, that's, that Facebook was... just pass this out to law enforcement on this? Or I mean, we're talking a lot about about privacy and, and overstepping bounds here. Or was it a public post that somebody saw and, and reported it? I believe that they were, they as, as I understand it, it had to do with, with messages. In June, the state submitted a search warrant to Meta, Facebook's parent company, demanding all private data, data including DMs, that the company had for the Burgesses. Hmm. So a detective, and this is from Vice, a uh, uh, detective with the Norfolk Police Division had been in investigating it, told that uh, they had had some you know, probable cause, essentially, on this whole thing. And so they put out the affidavit. They, they exhumed the fetus, all of, of those things. And they said they uh, needed law evidence from Facebook, so a court-approved search warrant, and Facebook complied with the search warrant. On this, it's, well, you know, we're talking a lot about search warrants right now. We are, uh, yeah. <laughs> search warrants are an issue these days. Yes, um, yeah. And so that was the main basis for the second search warrant. Then they used that to get smartphones, to get uh, laptops from the family, twenty-four gig, including images, messages, web histories um, for for that whole thing. So. There are a lot of different things going. I mean, a lot of sort of, yeah, big issues going on right here. But I, mean, I also don't know a lot of people that communicate a bunch through Facebook Messenger. I know there, there, there's a, there's a lot happening in the story, but that that is that is one of the things that yeah. don't most people, especially if you're living in the in the the household together. Yeah, it might be text. It might be. WhatsApp or yeah, Snapchat. I don't know. It's hard to know what was in those exactly. Um, uh, and were they seeking information on how to accomplish this? That probably, right, probably uh, that's yeah. probably what they were going for yeah. with the try to get to the phones in the, yeah, the other right, place right. that they had, which was the second warrant on on this whole thing. But yeah, this is this is going to be. It, it already is, but this will be more of a national story in the coming uh, hours and days. Number two. Well, for much of the year, small cracks in uh, former President Trump's political support have been growing. But uh, Monday's search of the former president's Florida state by the FBI, basically unified Republicans behind uh, Trump, was probably as never before. Uh, by yesterday, uh, overwhelming majority of Republican officials were accusing the Biden administration of weaponizing the Justice Department. And at least for a day... Republican concerns about Trump's past behavior and political shortcomings seem to be forgotten. I mean, among some, yep. Probably. Listen, from the people who are talking to him now, they're saying he's ready. I wouldn't be surprised if he announces that he's running in the next two hours. 
to be honest, well, in I 2024. Think, well, he's got a deposition today, so oh, okay. he's probably not going to do it in the next <laughs> two hours. always but. complicates those <laughs> presidential announcements. I mean, he's an, he's going to announce. I would be shocked if he didn't announce for the midterms now. Oh, absolutely. I would be absolutely shocked. Yep. He's going to. Now, here's my also sort of unpopular political theory probably on this whole thing. If I'm the Democrats or, the, or Biden and I'm running again, I'd much rather face Trump than DeSantis. Still. I would. Um, but but that doesn't quite that doesn't quite go along with this theory. And frankly, if I'm Trump, I'd much rather face Biden than than another if if, if the Democrats can come up with another decent candidate as well. This idea that both of them are the you know the the unbeatable ones. But does this I, pull, does this pull any of the uh, midterm election? Uh, uh, what am I looking for? The the yeah yeah the I think it'll help. sure sure the it, way it, that it's being cast right now. Although what happens as it stands right now? Yes, Mark. The yeah, answer the, is definitely yes. Who knows what this story is going to look like though in two months right. from right now? But it certainly because. It certainly sucks the momentum out of those Republicans that are that are really going to to try to get things done this fall. Oh, you, you mean? The, you, no, if, I if think Trump, it'll help. it'll help. I mean, to the to the extent that they're Trump backers, I think it'll motivate. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying is that Trump making the announcement kind of takes the oh. news away from everything. Yeah, I don't know how it impacts that. That was sort of the calculus from the beginning, and I'm not quite sure exactly how that fits in exactly. If it helps, if it hurts. You know, like say a Mike Flood. I, I mean, I don't know if it has any impact at all on on something like that. Maybe other races, it would be, it would be different. But frankly, the lasting legacy of this story is not going to be where we're at right now. Okay, it's not going to be everybody is is either thinking the raid is just raid or execution of the search warrant is justified or not justified. We're gonna know, guys, at some point whether it was or it wasn't. Okay. It's gonna look, it's gonna look pretty bad for the at least for the, the DOJ and the FBI, or it's gonna look pretty bad for Trump after this is all over, except for their most staunch defenders on each side. It's gonna go one way or the other when we see all of this. This isn't gonna stay. This isn't gonna stay yeah. silent forever. I heard okay? one one commentator yesterday uh, say that they actually feel as though there is a, a sealed uh, criminal indictment already available. And they're just trying to to uh, get the the evidence that they needed on this. So that could change if that well, happened. Well, I also wrong. I also heard Steve Bannon say he thinks that it's a it's a plot to assassinate Trump. So I hadn't heard that. Yeah, no, that's what. And then Alex Jones said on his show that he, uh, that Obama is coming, bringing, uh, rounding up some uh, domestic terrorist to to change the, or whatever. Kev's telling number me to move on. One. I don't know uh, for what two. reason. Well, well, that we, was three? Oh, yeah, because geez. yesterday we blew through the top and we're getting geez. close to that here. All right, too. number number two. No, well, let's skip number two. Let's just go to number one. Number one. Walmart Sorry. may be entering the streaming game as it negotiates for a deal with three of the biggest streaming platforms in what appears to be an attempt to take a page from Amazon's business playbook. They want to make it part of their Walmart Plus membership. All right, so they're going to try and they're going to try and be Amazon Prime, aren't they? Yep, Caleb. They're big because yeah. that's the big thing that they don't have that Amazon Prime has right now, for the most part. Yeah, for the most is part, the, the video, think, the video streaming portion. I, I of think it. their their delivery is still very subpar compared to what Amazon has has gone through and mastered. But if you're if you're trying to play catch up, you do have to get in the game, right? 
position. So that's the. I mean, the, right now the benefit package looks similar, except oh, mostly for so. that. Yeah. But does this uh, force Amazon to get into the gasoline business? That's an interesting question. That's an because does the Walmart Plus have yep. gas gasoline as part of it? Yep. Yeah. And when does Walmart put in their bid for the Pac-12 media rights? <laughs> You laugh, you laugh, but I would be shocked if this works. This some of the things that that does that that yeah. that doesn't become a, some sort of a conversation. Oh yeah, wow. it's Monday Night Football on Walmart Plus, <laughs> seven fifty five on KLIN. When you're dead. All right, you guys like your peaches. See, uh, De- Debbie should know. I didn't turn everyone off to peaches, uh, and no. these are good ones. The, uh, as well, these Colorado peaches. There are a lot of people that want to be moving uh, to the country. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you text in peaches. We're going to put you in a drawing for uh, a half. How much is a half lug? Do you know what that means? Um, a half, half lug, lug, it's 8 to 10 pounds. Jeez. Um, right. they're, uh, and they're from Youth for Christ Lincoln. Millions of peaches. Peaches, peaches for me. me. Millions of peaches. Peaches for free. At from us. For people. From us. <laughs> And a Campus Life Youth for Christ as well. Uh, all right. Hey, we got a special announcement coming up in uh, 20 minutes. We're going to be joined by our uh, sister station, 1620 The Zone, for this. Ooh, what's happening? What's going on? What are these guys going to announce? And I'm going to give this disclaimer first before we get to Bill Stevan. I know whenever a radio station says they got a special announcement, somebody's like, oh, no, somebody's quitting their job. Somebody's moving on to it. Nobody's changing their shows. Nobody's changing any of that. This is about something else. That It's about something we're working on together that I think Conference will, realignment. No. you'll. Uh, so okay. we have uh, joined forces with Josh and John from Unsportsmanlike Conduct. That we'll sounds like that. the alliance. It does. It does very much so. Uh, Bill Stevan, the lead center, uh, is joining us right now by phone. Good morning, Bill. How are you doing today? Good morning. It's a it's an exciting day when uh, all, almost all of our big shows for next year are going on single ticket sales. So yes, yeah, so, yeah. So I know at eleven o'clock this morning, um, people who haven't uh, bought one of the packages they can get single event ticket sales in in the season. So tell us exactly how that works, what that means, and what people are going to be able to get, and how they do it starting at eleven o'clock. Sure. Well, almost all of our shows are will be on sale with season tickets you can or with individual tickets you can still buy season tickets but today's the first day that most of the shows are singles and so you know we've got diana crawl which is opening our season grammy winning jazz artist um one of the shows i'm most excited about that's going on sale for the very first time with single tickets today is danny elfman's music from the films of tim burton and this is a huge production um you know danny elfman you know, he, he wrote all the music for all the Danny, almost all the Danny Elfman movies, you know, Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, um, Corpse Bride, um, Alice in Wonderland. There's just so many, um, of course, Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. And not only is it a live orchestra with Lincoln Symphony performing the score, Danny Elfman himself will be performing the part of Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas with the orchestra. And we have a giant screen that will show all the movie clips. Cool. Uh, that the music goes with, and um, we have a hundred voice choir, university singers from the uh, University of Nebraska, the best singers at the university will be singing. We've got one of uh, Lincoln Boys Choir's top sopranos that will be performing the boy voice soprano part. It's it's going to be something like we've never seen ever before at the Lead Center in Nebraska. This this event actually has only taken place at places like the Kennedy Center, Lincoln Center, and the Hollywood Bowl. Most you know it's. It's, it's remarkable. So we're really excited about it. And that is on 
October 8th. And this today is the first time you can buy tickets for this. And we do expect it to sell out. Um, and that's on October 8th. Yeah. And, of and then, Bill, I know, I mean, there's a ton of these, and people can go to the website and see all the shows that you can get single tickets for today. But highlight maybe the one, like two or three, four, the ones that are going to be in the highest demand that, that will likely sell out, that the ones people should be looking for today. Sure. Well, Winnie the Pooh for the families. Um, first time Winnie the Pooh's ever taken the lead center stage, direct from New York. It's a great family production. Um, you know, all, the, all of his friends will be there. That's going to be very popular. Stomp. Always sells out. Um, that's coming up in November. We also have Chicago the Musical. Um, we've had a record number of people buy Broadway season tickets this year, more than ever before. You know, we have Hamilton in the season. And so, uh, you know, that is really helping to drive things as well as just a lot of great Broadway shows. So Chicago, if you want to get tickets to Chicago, um, probably better get them today. And we've got Stomp. Okay. Um, you know, um, The Grinch Stole How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, that's one of the most popular shows in our season. It's a great way to celebrate the holidays. No matter if you're nine years old or you're 90, everybody loves the Grinch. And it's going to be so fun right before Christmas. Um, and that, that one will be you know, on sale today for the very first time for single tickets. Respect the Rita Franklin a Celebration concert has been selling lots with season tickets. And so that, that's on March 3rd coming up. Um, we've got, of course, Alvin Ailey, American Dance Leader, the, you know, the top modern dance company in the world. Book of Mormon did go on sale um, earlier this, this month, but it, it, you can still buy tickets for that. It sold out the last time it was in Lincoln. Then, of course, the most celebrated, famous classical music artist in the world, um, returning to Nebraska and the Lead Center, um, Yo-Yo Ma. And that's on March 30th. It's been very popular with season tickets, and if you want tickets for that, um, definitely want to buy those very, very soon. Um, Jagged Little Pill, Atlantis Morissette, yeah. rock musical, featuring all her hits, um, April 25th to the 30th. And then, of course, America's Ballet Company, American Ballet Theater, uh, performing in Giselle. Um, you know, we had 6,000 people see them last summer in the park that we had for free. And, of course, we had Firebird with Missy Copeland several years before that. And we're so excited about having America's Ballet Company come back, full orchestra accompanying that. Um, so lots of things to choose from um, today at eleven o'clock. Well, okay. So, well, is Hamilton is Hamilton a part of that with the single tickets? Is that included? Uh, in, Hamilton in, single tickets are not on sale today. So, if you want to buy okay. Hamilton tickets, you still have to buy a create your own season, okay. which only requires four shows. Right. I just yeah. wanted to clarify that too. Yeah, yeah. Hamilton is not on sale with single tickets today. Um, you know, it is a year from now is when that will yes. be taking place in August. So, and like, so it like next season. Later. Yeah. But you can. All you have to do is buy four shows. And, you know, you can tell just by the ones I just mentioned. There's, right. I, I challenge anybody who can't find three other Agreed. shows yeah. that they want to see. Just do it. Yeah. Just do you, it today and get the best seat. By the way, I don't even know. You might have mentioned this. I mean, but Jerry Seinfeld, though, is in, in this season, too, right? Um, he is technically not in our season. Okay. Um, he, it's, it's a single event. But that Jerry Seinfeld is coming up, which is an awesome show. Um, it only comes only comes once every few years, yeah. and he's one of the best comedians of all time. He's family-friendly, which is great. It's, it's rare that you know you, you find comedians that are clean but yet absolutely hilarious, and Jerry Seinfeld is one of those. It's really witty. Very good.
Very good. So you can find more detail on that. Uh, and then starting at 11 o'clock, you can look at all of the different options that if you want to just kind of pick and choose the single uh, tickets from throughout the the uh, season, or like Bill said, go back and get that package that can include Hamilton if you want to get some more uh, some more shows as well. Hey, we're not far from really getting this thing going, Bill. School's going to be starting uh, soon again. I know you guys have been plenty busy already, but going to fire up again in uh, in earnest a whole lot in the next few weeks, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, and, and one show I forgot to mention is Raise the Edge of Illusion. You know, our, our magic show has been so popular at the Leeds Center, and this is Raise's first visit ever at the Leeds Center. It's been selling very well with season tickets, and it's on in February. And um, I, the, they've been telling me that there may be an illusion with a helicopter, potentially. Ooh. So it's going to be a pretty big deal. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. Like, like Bill said, uh, go through those single t- ticket availability and, and you're going to have a hard time not finding multiple, just literally no matter who you are, what age you are, where your, your stage of life in, what kind of things that you're interested in. You're going to, you're going to find some things there. So jump on them now. It's the time or in, uh, two and a half hours at 11 o'clock when they go on sale, uh, leadcenter.org. Uh, you can do it through the website, right? Bill, leadcenter.org. Yeah. That's probably the easiest. Yes. Okay. Find it through the website. Um, we're, we're open. Um, by phone, um, as well as um, um, in person down at, at 12th and, and Q Street. And, and I, you know, if you find yourself with four or more shows that you're wanting to buy, get a season ticket package because then you save money on fees and you get 10% off all your tickets. Good so, point. Um, yeah. Yeah, so if you're going through, oh, my gosh, I got to go, you know, you should be a season ticket holder because you only pay less and you can buy them before 11. Yep. So, you know, beat the rush. <laughs> right. So if you're thinking of four, four more shows, I mean, it's so, really, really smart to become a season. So go holiday. check now before 11 because you may have yeah, that opportunity yeah. too. And there's videos on all the artists. So you can kind of check out what they're like. And it's funny because I oftentimes have patrons tell me, you know, well, I bought tickets because I really wanted to see Jagged Little Pill or The Grinch. But, you know, this other show ended up being my favorite show that I've ever seen in my life. Cool. That was, you know, and, and we have a lot of those shows like Tenting Brass Ensemble for the holidays and, and Alton Brown, um, that's one I, I didn't mention. You know, he's he's amazing, you know, yep. television star. And there's so many things. Yep. There's a ton there. Take a look today, leadcenter.org. Uh, get in there while the getting's good. Hey, thanks so much, Bill. Best of luck with the upcoming season. I'm sure we'll talk again soon, all right? Sounds good. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Yep, there you go. Bill Steffen from the Lead Center. All right, 823, we got the special announcement uh, in conjunction with 1620 The Zone coming up in here in about 10 minutes. Caleb's got sports and a whole lot more. Plus, you can still text in peaches, just the word peaches, if you want to win a text-to-win contest, a half lug of Colorado peaches from Youth for Christ Lincoln. It's 8 to 10 pounds of peaches and some great peaches. We're going to pick four winners here coming up at the end of the show. Randomly, it's 823. By the way, the text line, Rick's Time Recognition text line is 402-479-1400 on KLIN. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Not only former old bit player on this show, utility man, great to have as a pinch hitter, John Bishop joining us right now, but also his partner, the Greener Pastures in Omaha, our sister station, Josh Peterson joining us during John's regular segment. First of all, John, good morning. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing this now whole segment under protest. I was no bit Why? player. Why? I was doing what Caleb was doing, co-hosting John, a show and running the board. First of all, I, we've ran that intro where I minimize your role on the show for three years. I, now you're just noticing it as I expound on it. <laughs> number one. Uh, number two, are you... He headed- pays attention to the intro as much as you pay attention to my sports. Okay, your sports okay? are... Okay. Uh, yes, we know, Jack. Your sports are depressing. Caleb always tells you bad things. Uh, yeah. Hey, Royal split a doubleheader. And aren't you, uh, aren't you headed to the dune buggies today? Is that yes. right? Is it dune buggy time? You're damn right, man. Let's go, oh, Knoxville boy. Nationals. That sounds terrible. One of these days, one of these the, days the, you should take the show there. Yeah, I think you'd have fun. That's the, like the redneck F1, right? <laughs> yep. But there's a lot more passing. <laughs> and, uh,. Josh Peterson uh, on the show today as well with us from 1620 The Zones on Sportsmanlike Conduct. Josh, how many vacation days does John get over there? Does he have some grandfather clause where he gets like eight weeks or something? Oh, he has to, right? I mean, there's no way he doesn't get a billion vacation days every single year. He travels for Creighton, and it's like, oh, you get another day off. Oh, you get another day off. Oh, you get another day off. It's like, I guess I just like some consistency in my radio shows, Did you knowing just, yeah. that the hosts are going to be He's there. the Jim Rome of Omaha Sports Radio. So, grandfather clause, is that because he was grandfathered into something or because of his age? Because <laughs> he's a grandfather and he has been for a while. That's right. Spot the lie. Oh None of this is not true. Oh, my gosh. Guys, we on both of our shows have been lamenting the situation with Nebraska football. No, not for a year. No, not through one coaching staff. Not through two or even three coaching staffs. It, it, it even predates any of us being on the air together. We have been, this has been our, uh, at least our collective, uh, Bishop excluded because he was there during the glory days, but yep. it has been our collective time, Josh, wouldn't you say, lamenting football seasons that it seems like just too much has gone wrong. That's your entire sports radio career, is it not? Yeah, uh, yes. My first year uh, as a as a full time co host with John Bishop was the 2014 Nebraska season. Great now, year. if you remember that year, hopefully he gets fired. Good oldies. Bad, yeah, yeah, really <laughs> bad times. Uh, how about this, Jack? The next year, we decided, hey, let's go to the press conferences every Monday and let's do our show from Lincoln from your fine radio station. What happens in 2015? They get off to one of the worst starts of all time. They lose on the Hail Mary versus BYU. They, they start three and six. And meanwhile, John and I are like yelling in a random small studio at, at, at KLIN. So we've had, we've had a, a lot of bad times on the air, a lot of bad seasons on the air. It'd be, it'd be nice to cover a good team for once. Bad time. Yeah. And then the one year they actually do pretty decent. We had, we had to do our show during the bowl game. We That's were literally true. on the air during the Music City Bowl. And Not to mention, brutal. John, on top of that, the 2016 season, what did we do for the first two months? Oh, is this, is this team even any good? It's like, what do you want, Husker fans? They start 7-0 and you're mad they're in the top 10? What are we doing? Uh, hold on. I'm still stuck on. I know you guys were at Neil Nelkins Hall of Fame induction yesterday of the Nebraska broadcasters. John uh, or Josh, when John gets inducted and, and we have to speak at that, we definitely yes. need to use your line, we've had a lot of bad times together. <laughs> <laughs> Bought the lie. Bought the lie. Uh, so, so, John, I mean, 
I know you guys, you're sports radio guys, and I do this, and we've analyzed every which way. We've tried to diagnose the problem with the head coaches. We've tried to diagnose the problems with the play calling. We've We've tried to diagnose everyone, and I know better than anyone in this conversation right now, you know curses, okay? Is it time to really start to consider where there is something more, I don't know, extraterrestrial going on with this program Mm, listen i pushed back on the idea of curses for a long 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 time i always thought if you get the right people and they do the right things that great things can happen sadly there's only one joe madden on this planet (laughs) and he's not gonna be here to help nebraska football he actually could so i have so i have so i have surrendered I have surrendered to the idea that there might be something supernatural going on here, that there might be something that just, it doesn't seem right. I mean, last year was the perfect, perfect culmination of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, I, I went and did a remote during the Michigan State game, and they were winning the whole second half as I'm driving home from this remote. And the, the, literally the nanosecond I walk down the door, come down the stairs, Turn on my television. The punt return happens. <laughs> now, where else in America does that happen? What I'm where hearing else in America does a team so badly miss? I mean, the, Johnny Rogers was watching that game, going, "Dang, man, I wish Oklahoma had that kind of punt coverage because <laughs> nobody touched him. It was the worst thing I've ever seen." And that's when I realized there's a there curse. Might be something more. There might be there, something there. There might be something Caleb, more going on. I, I think John Bishop actually was the curse for that moment. He should have stayed yes. where he was. Like but we've and all. That's been... why, and that's why we've agreed to sacrifice me. <laughs> that's why we will be. That's why we will be. <laughs> uh, Caleb, do you? Do you believe in curses? Yeah, 100%. You do believe in curses. I grew up in a home where my dad played college baseball, so I inherited all of that. And plus, anyone who's been around sports, you've got rituals. You know that there are certain things you don't do. Anytime before a game, or really throughout a baseball game, you do not touch those lines. At all. When the you're baselines. Ru- baseline. When you're rubbing up a baseball, you got to use dirt from first base because you take it from first base because you let the hitter know he's not going to ever reach over there. That There are certain things that you do, and if you don't do them, things can go wrong. Something has happened with Nebraska where enough has leaked in. There is a curse, and it has been holding for a while. Okay. So now I want to get from you before we and I really get, to, get to what you're going to say. What is your theory? What is your, what is your best theory on when it started and what it is comprised of josh i will start with do you believe a lot of people will say it was the firing of frank solich mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that did it are there any alternative do you buy to the extent that you buy into a curse is that where the beginning of it was or do you have an alternative reading on that so here here's where i think it started i think it started in november of 1997 in columbia missouri as matt davison catches the ball off of shevin wiggins foot now look i know they they go on to win the national title they win a conference championship a couple years later but you can't tell me that that's not like one of the last true great moments and and that play it seemed a little out of this world think about it jack that's before we have review the the ref could have just said ah incomplete the game could have been over 
I don't know what happened. Maybe God nudged that referee and said, you're going to call this a touchdown, but this is the beginning of the end for Husker football. So, no, it wasn't firing Frank in 2003. It wasn't the Mikey Bow tunnel walk of 2007. It was Matt Davison's catch off okay. of Shevin Wiggins' foot. Ever since then, for the most part, Things have gone into the pooper. It's cosmic repayment with a curse for that. Bingo. For the, the, Bingo. the luck of the John, what's your working theory as of right now on the curse? That's a pretty good theory. Um, I was there in that building uh, when that play happened and, and wondered, gosh, I've, how, how is this possible? How did this ever happen? But I think, I think it, it's, it's probably, it's probably different. We're missing like there was a grand specter that was protecting Nebraska football. I mean, think about it. In 1962, when Bob Devaney came to save the fortunes of Nebraska football, he decided to hire as a graduate assistant a pretty smart former state athlete of the year from Hastings, Nebraska. And Tom Osborne had been the constant through all of those great years from 1962 until 1997. And so I think, I think what was happening was Tom Osborne was shielding us from the bad mm. that was happening. And then when he stepped away and then tempted the gods and went from the, the, the higher purpose of mentoring young people and being a coach to being a politician, he <laughs> angered the gods. The gods said, this is not right. So, uh, so I think I think it I think it's I think I think we're in the same time frame, Wait, Josh. I think we're in the same same did time. Did Tom frame, Osborne know about the upside down and not tell anyone? It's possible. <laughs> it's possible there might be a rift somewhere. We need to find out where yes. the rift is. And and, uh, and and go get it and jump into the upside down. And to, and that is a great transition. No one knows for sure. We all have our theories. Those of yep. us who have come to the conclusion that it's got to be something else other than X's and O's, other than just the you know the head coach, just consistent misfortune. There's got to be more to it. We are all of this belief. We have decided, but we can't nail it down. But what can we do? Well, wh- when did you say it started? Uh, I know it, it uh, listen, it was there in Boulder, Colorado in 2001. That I know. Oh, yeah. That I oh, know. Yeah. It was there then. There were demons there. Something happened there. In fact, you even look, it kind of looked like the upside down. There were little white things floating around. It was dark, <laughs> those sorts of things. I think a deal was made after Byron Bennett missed the field goal against Florida State. Oh, really? A deal was made for national titles to follow mm. that we have been paying for. As a matter Somewhere. of fact, it leaked a little bit into the 97 season. You almost saw it happen against, you almost uh, saw payment start against Missouri, okay. but payment really started with a split national title and it's all mm. gone from there. Okay. We all have our own theories. You all have your own theories. We can't nail it down, but there's one thing that we can do. We can join forces. Okay. And we can use every method we have that is known to break curses. Whatever it is that we've got. And so Josh, John, Caleb, and myself have done just that. We have reserved Haymarket Park two weeks from Thursday, August 25th. John and Josh will be doing their show live from Haymarket Park in Lincoln. We will then at 430 open up the gates for all of you to come in two days before Nebraska versus Northwestern. 
We brought in music. The Killigans are going to play. And then, after that, we will all get together with the help of all of you, and we will do everything in our the power of the four of us, plus you, to exercise any possible curses that exist. Okay? You want some kind of a witch doctor? We're going to call him. You need some kind of a priest to do an exorcism? exorcism we're going to call him. You need us to, to get Matt Davison himself to call it out? We're going to call him. You need us to burn something? We're gonna, You know what? We're going to get a burn pit there. And you can burn the memories, a, a symbol of all of this. And we've decided to do this together. And now, John, Josh, Caleb, we need the listeners' help. Okay, yeah, we need you to show up, and 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 if there's a there's a great this is a great place to do it because if you think about it, ever since Haymarket Park opened, Nebraska has not played for a national championship. It's a great oh. point. It's a great and, point. And 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 what took over the old baseball field, the the, the football the, facility. The, the I believe facility. I believe that is where the rift is into the upside <laughs> that- down, and so this is a perfect place for it because we, we can we can pull those demons out through the rift. We may and, be and, right on top of the rift with this event. Exactly. There's no telling. We might all get sucked in. Who knows? We you might have to bring some whips, some chains, maybe some, you know, maybe some boxing gloves. We may have to go fight some gargoyles or something. But <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna break this curse. I already have the perfect thing that I'm going to sacrifice. And no, it's not gonna be Josh, but I have the perfect <laughs> thing that I'm gonna sacrifice. That I think that, it, that that will help. It won't do it by itself. We need all of you to bring something as well that you want to sacrifice so we can lift this thing and turn this thing around. So, yeah, we- so Jack, you know, maybe people have, uh, you know, pictures of, I don't know, former athletic directors that people really dislike, maybe former head coaches that they'd like to throw those things into the burn pit, maybe something like that. Well, if yes, whatever needs to happen, whatever needs to happen, whether it's whether it's we're we got a bonfire going, whether it's a specific if you need like a Joe Boo in Major League. Right. And you need a live chicken. We're going to do our best to do that. <laughs> whatever that it is. We're going to have plenty of salt on hand, whatever that it is. And so John and Josh. I need you guys to mobilize your listeners. We're going to do the same over the next two weeks, and we're going to invite them to come out, and we're going to invite anything they know of. I don't care if it's some tradition they read in a witchcraft book from the 1600s. Mm. Whatever they need, we've got. it's our obligation to at least try it right now, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to try everything we can at Haymarket Park while drinking beers. Uh, yes. <laughs> The only way to Wait break a, a curse. There's going to be beer there? Yes, there's going to be beer there. Haymarket Park's opening up their concessions. By the way, free to attend. Okay? Just come on over. Come on over at Haymarket Park. Get it on your calendar Thursday the 25th. Doors will open up 4.30. John and Josh doing their show show in front of a live studio audience. Get your drink. Get ready for football. Right? Get the Killigans out there, and they're going to play some music. They may have some old kind of Irish type, uh, I don't know, superstitions or something they can bring to the table for us and then we so go come running boys yes come around maybe like a special curse breaking version of come running boys oh i like this uh chicken like rich is asking if there's going to be a live chicken sacrifice 
He's the guy we need to call if that's just going to happen. <laughs> guys, I, I don't well, know. Hey, we'll be we'll be happy to sacrifice a bucket of chicken if that's but, what it takes. Guys, do you Josh know? loves fried chicken. I was going to say I'll eat Popeyes there. I'm I'm happy to do. Do you so. know what our golden goose in this whole thing is? We've we've got to invite Frank Solich. Frank's got to be there. We've <laughs> Frank, we need we, you. We have at least some kind of a video message from Frank on this, just to say. You know what? I, I feel like there would be some closure there. That's something that we've got to try. Okay, um, you name it, you name it. You know what we need? If, if we got, maybe we need to get rid of, get rid of the old, as John called it, metrosexual Herbie Husker, mm. right? Oh, I'd like to sacrifice that. Maybe, oh yeah. Maybe we need to bring back the oldest school possible Herbie Husker. We can get our hands Ooh. on. You know, I don't know. Corn cob man from the 60s, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that will open the rift. You don't know. That's the thing. We don't know what will happen that night. We don't know what kind of a sea change will happen that night with all of these ceremonies. The only sea change, Jack, that we know is that this will help Nebraska get good again. Yes. And uh, by the way, if it happens this year, you know what made it happen. You're welcome. You are welcome in advance. And if it doesn't. You can just forget we did this. Yeah, yeah. you can forget all about it, but at least we can all have a good time while we're doing it. Yes. So there you go. Uh, guys, Any uh, John, Josh, about this event, anything else you want me to throw in? Anything else you want to say about it before I let you go? Uh, if you have any ideas, send them our way. Yes. You know all of our Twitter handles. You know, you can hit us up there. You know, our emails, john at 1620thezone.com, josh at 1620thezone.com, uh, Jack, you, you know, Whatever. you and Caleb, get, 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 get all, yes. send us ideas and, and please show up, show Downtown up, come Lincoln, up in the Haymarket, Haymarket Park. It's going to be fantastic. And if at the very least, maybe we can get Josh and his, uh, and his and his band of uh, baseball players to take on a little league team while we're there. <laughs> oh yeah, can we destroy a little league baseball team? That sounds awesome. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey Josh, real quick, I know you're doing some fundraising for St. Jude. Give us the uh, details and on in your running. Yeah, so I'm running uh, the the Chicago Marathon two months actually from yesterday. I'm trying to raise five thousand dollars for St. Jude. I'm over twenty six hundred. Uh, would love any support. All the money goes directly to the hospital uh, in the fight against childhood cancer. This is the third time that I have run for St. Jude, uh, trying to raise the most money I ever had before, five grand this year. So uh, would love any uh, donations and support for the kids and the families there that are affected by childhood cancer. All right, very good. All right, we'll talk to you on your show this afternoon, Josh. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Have a good vacation. All right, we'll see you guys. All right, right. curse event coming up. Thursday night, August 25th at Haymarket Park, KLI. Tracking a pattern change for next week. We'll have details today on Channel 8 News. I'm Storm Alert Team Chief Meteorologist John DeSauer. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're going to have more on the event coming up. Break the curse event. At Haymarket Park, two weeks from Thursday, two weeks from tomorrow. Would love for you to be there. Uh, just quick announcing our Peaches winners, Dealer Dave, Tom, Mary, and Joni. We're going to be contacting you, so if you have the same first name as them, you'll find out if it's you here in just a little bit. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we got Jim Gaffigan tickets. Yes. Jim Gaffigan tickets for Ticket Thursday. We're going to have Greg Sharp joining us. 